Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to another edition of Movement Radio. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams, and ladies and gentlemen, we have a pretty interesting top 10 for you today. It is one that we don't normally talk about a lot on the show, although we do talk a lot about creepy shit. Um, So this will be just another one uh, for you guys who love the creepy shit, but also for those who enjoy children's stories and things of that things of that nature uh chip you enjoy a good children's story every once in a while correct i do i do right and matter of fact a lot of some of our favorite uh disney movies and a lot of old stories um have been brought to life you know uh different stories from different genres and things of that nature um but have you ever thought about what the origin of a lot of these stories and where they come from and things of that nature uh actually i have i've thought a lot about like okay where did the you know like humpty dumpty first just throwing that out there i don't think it's on the list uh no. but like where wh- where's the origin of humpty dumpty right and what and, and is it is it lighthearted? is it i mean all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put humpty together again well no shit he's a fucking egg that fell down and cracked all over the place i mean Hell, at that point, make an omelet. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but nevertheless, actually, where actually nowhere in the fairy tale does it suggest that he's an egg. Hmm. Well, then put him in a body cast. I don't know. That being said, no, 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 no. I understand what you're saying, but then, but I don't know the origin. To, so today, ladies and gentlemen, on this edition of Movement Radio, we're going to be talking to you guys about fairy tales origins. However, it is the top ten most gruesome fairy tale origins now fairy tales of the past were often full of macabre and gruesome twists and endings these days companies like disney dreamworks and others have sanitized them for the modern audience that is clearly deemed unable to cope with what the original origin is so we see a lot of happy endings in today's stories that maybe didn't have a happy ending in the original story so this right. list that we're going to be talking about today looks at some of the most common endings we are familiar with and the explanation of the original gruesome origin of the story. Uh, that being said, Chip, you want to kick us off with the first one tonight? Um, I do. Uh, so first off, we're going to talk about the Pied Piper. Everybody knows the story of the Pied Piper, right? Right. Well, in the tale of the Pied Piper, we have a village that's over one overrun by rats a man arrives dressed in clothes of pied uh which in that era was like of patchwork colors uh and he offers to rid the town of the vermin the villagers agree to pay a vast sum of money if the piper can do it and of course he does he plays music on his pipe which draws all the rats out of the town and when he returns for payment the villagers won't cough up So the Pied Piper decides to rid the town of children as well. In most modern variants, the Piper draws the children to a cave out of the town. And when the town folk finally agree to pay up, he sends them back. However, in the darker original, the Piper leads the children to a river where they are all drowned except for one lame boy who couldn't keep up with the pack. 
some modern scholars say that there are connotations of pedophilia in this fairy tale. Oh, yeah. You, yes. you, you hear the story of the Pied Piper, you know, driving the mice away. Um, and and to, for me, and, I, and again, I, I, know the, I know the story of the Pied Piper, you know, playing, you know, playing his pipe and draw, you know, and drawing all the the, the, the rats away from the town. Um, I, and that's, that's as far as I knew about the story. I never knew about the payment, never knew about the kids or anything like that. However, yeah, I mean, what would be the, cause normally whenever you tell a story like this, there's normally a lesson that's accompanying the story. What would be the lesson from the original uh, story of the Pied Piper? You think? Uh, I mean, I, I'm assuming that it's, uh, you know, do what you you say you're going to do. Don't go back on your word. Maybe, possibly. Um, the connotations of the pedophilia, though, in the story. Um, now, again, I have not heard the original story of the Pied Piper, um, but I do think that it's, I mean, I don't think, I mean, because it, I mean, it's multiple children that are involved in this, right? I mean, normally, right. I mean, hell, it could be a children of the corn situation. Like, let's just kill this son bitch. You know what I mean? He's trying to hurt us, you know? Right. But, um, Go ahead. So, but the way it works in the story is uh, the pipe, you know, his, his flute, uh, per se, uh, is supposed to be kind of magic and it uh, kind of like hypnotizes the, the children so they follow him. Right. Drifting out into. Right, right. I, yeah. I, but I was going to say, um, if you do want to read the original story of this, you can buy a Kindle edition of Grimm's Fairy Tales, the complete edition, which has the original version of the Pied Piper in it Right, for, for 99 cents on Amazon. Yeah, we're not sponsored by Amazon, by the way. So Jeff Bezos, please don't come after us because we ain't got no money to pay you. Uh, <laughs> that being said, though, um, yeah. So I mean, and Brothers Grimm have a lot of, uh, you know, very dark uh, origins to a lot of their stories, um, and this being one of them. And it's, I mean, I mean, it's whew, some pretty disturbing stuff, apparently. Um, but with that being said, let's move on to the very next one on the list. And this one, this one might surprise a lot of people. It might not surprise a lot of people. Little Red Riding Hood. Yes, that Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, now, the version of this tale that most of us are familiar with ends with Red Riding Hood being saved by the woodsman who kills the wicked wolf. But in fact, the original French version... Uh, by Charles, and I'm going to butcher his last name because I don't speak French good. Hell, I failed it in middle school. Um, Perro, Perro, I'm going to say Perro because um, the T at the end of a French word normally sends O sound. Why? I don't know. But anyway, so the original French version of the tale was not quite so nice. In this version, the little girl is a well-bred young lady who is given false instructions by the wolf when she asked the way to grandmother's house. Foolishly, Red Riding Hood takes the advice of the wolf and ends up being eaten. And here the story ends. So 
There is no woodsman. There is no grandmother. Just a fat wolf and a dead red riding hood. The moral of this story is not to take advice from strangers. So... All right. Yeah. So, so now that I mean, I don't know if you knew the original story of Red Riding Hood or not, but having I, I did hear, not. so having hear this, how was your? Uh, how do you feel about this one? It's very morbid. Very morbid. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, don't. I mean, I guess it's a, it's 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 a good lesson in terms of like, don't take advice from strangers. You know, which is strange because in the world that we live in today, we're always told we're taught as a kid never talk to strangers. Later on in life, when the internet came around and stuff, we're taught don't t- don't meet up with anybody you meet you 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 talk to on the internet. Here in 2021, we have Uber, you know, so it kind of like eh, that kind of went over your head a little bit. But well, no, I, I mean, I, I it's the same for me. Like a, as a child, we're taught you never take candy from strangers, right? Right, exactly. But then we have Halloween. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just right. saying. Is that a razor blade sticking out of that Chico stick? Don't worry about it. Just eat it. <laughs> no, they're not. We had this conversation last Halloween. No, the kid, no edibles are way too expensive. We are not giving up our edibles so that your kid can have a trip. No, that's not, that's not what's going to happen. Yeah. You nobody's know? handing out free edibles. Exactly. Nobody's, nobody's lacing, uh, any of their candy with cocaine or nothing like that. It just, right. It's not, not even, not even the powdered donuts. <laughs> then again, you never know. Right. That being said though. Yeah. But I mean, in a weird way. Yeah. I mean, the story does make sense in this from the, from the, from the standpoint that, you know, it's a cautionary tale more than anything. So, and when you think about it, like why later on, I mean, you hear the story and it's like, hmm, I wonder how I can make this story more relatable to children. Oh, well, let's add the grandmother, you know. But hell, the grandmother dies too, right? The, right. the wolf end up eating the grandmother as well. So that's uh, so the, the so the 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 modern day version of the story is just as fucking uh <laughs> it's just as morbid and scary as the as the the origin, if you think about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but doesn't if I'm not mistaken, does doesn't when the 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 woodsman like does something to the wolf, doesn't he like regurgitate the grandmother or something like that? Something along those lines. I, yeah, I, I, ha- yeah. I, I haven't read that in a long time. Right, uh, and they actually made a an actual like movie i think with kristen stewart uh, either liam hemsworth or chris hemsworth i can't remember what it was it was snow white and the huntsman um that's more based on a it's it's almost like a different retelling of the story in a sense um so it's it's not like the original or even the the um the modern day story it's more of more of a more of like an epic like fantasy movie almost if you think about it you know right um, so, and, and, and if you haven't seen the movie Snow White and the Huntsman, it's actually a pretty good, uh, movie if you want to go check that out. Um, I don't know why I said Snow White and the Huntsman. Uh, I mean Little Red Riding Hood, but I see Woodsman, so anyway. I probably butchered that whole thing because I was thinking of one thing and it was relating to something else. It has been a long day, ladies and gentlemen. My mind is somewhere else right now. Chip knows what I'm talking about. Um, 
Love you, mama. Um, that being said, though, let's move on to the next one. This one, um, <laughs> I actually have heard of this story. I don't know if you've heard of this one before, but yeah, I've heard of this one. Uh, go ahead, read the next one if you got it. All right. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Little Mermaid. Yes. Disney's The Little Murder. Yeah. Uh, so the 18... Uh, 1898 good lord wow <laughs> my dyslexia kicked in real there you quick. go <laughs> uh the 1989 version of the little mermaid might better be known as the big whopper was it sponsored uh, by burger king what the fuck mu- must have been okay uh, in the disney version the film ends with ariel the mermaid being changed into a human so she can marry eric they marry in a wonderful wedding attended by humans and mer people alike. But in the very first version of the Hans Christian Andersen, uh, the mermaid sees the prince marry a princess and she's in despair. She's offered a knife to stab the prince to death, but rather than do that, she jumps into the sea and dies by turning to froth. Hans Christian Andersen modified the ending slightly to make it more pleasant. In his new ending, instead of dying when she turned to froth, she becomes a daughter of the air waiting to go to heaven. So frankly, she's still dead for all intents and purposes. Yeah, um... And, and again, the story of the Little Mermaid, you know, she found love, like she was, she's a mermaid, but she wanted to see like what it was like to be human or to be, you know, a part of, you know, part of the world or whatever the song goes, um, you know, and, you know, like I enjoyed the Little Mermaid movies, um, when I was a kid, I thought it was pretty cool. Sebastian is one, still one of my favorite Disney characters of all time. Um, and, you know, the fact that, and you've heard stories of, I think there was one, there was another, it was a picture that I seen. It was like a drawing of the little mermaid, like, like cutting her fin, like up the middle so she could have legs. Right. Or something along those lines. Um, You know, and you try to, and, and you think to yourself, like, what exactly is the, is the message behind the story of the little mermaid? You know, I mean, is it like, you know, you don't always get what you want. Um, is it, is it, is it more of a tragedy than it is anything? I don't know. What, what do you, what are you thinking? Uh, I mean, I, I would say that the original version, the Hans Christian Andersen version, uh, is, is very much a tragedy. Uh, and then Disney, you know, took it and flipped it and, um, it was like, hey, we're going to take this tragedy and we're going to make it something beautiful. Right. And basically, I mean, because <clears throat> it doesn't mention anything about Ursula being in the uh, the original story, um, to my knowledge. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, my, I mean, my guy, one of one of the most iconic Disney villains of all time, um, you know, with her, you know, with the short white hair, the octopus body, um you know, but the story, I mean, the story of her, you know, she's offered to, to, to basically kill the prince for not marrying her. But I guess maybe, maybe the, maybe the moral is if you truly love somebody, you'll, you'll let them go. And 
I, I, I mean, be happy for them, but she couldn't be happy for him, you know, because it, it, uh, she eventually just jumped into the sea and turned into froth, you know, like, I don't know. There's, there's a part of me that's like, you know, and also if the prince didn't love you the way you loved him, I mean, <laughs> no pun intended, there's more fish in the sea. Right. That was such a corny joke. I'm sorry, but it, I didn't. But it's. I think you think that's where the term came from. I mean, just a, just a, just a thought, just a question. <laughs> it may have been the origin. I don't know. <laughs> that being said, though, uh, we're gonna move on to the next one. I figured I get a pop out of you at least. Um, the next one we're gonna talk about is another infamous Disney movie called Snow White. Now, in the tale of Snow White, there are there that we are all familiar with the queen asked the huntsman to kill her and bring her heart back as proof instead the huntsman can't bring himself to do it and returns with the heart of a boar now fortunately disney doesn't hasn't done too much damage to this tale still they did leave out one important original element to the story in the original tale, the queen actually asked for Snow White's liver and lungs, which are to be served for dinner that night. Alrighty. Uh, Hannibal Lecter style? Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Also, <laughs> in the original, Snow White wakes up when the prince's horse jostles her as he carries her back to his castle, not from a magical necrophilia kiss. The prince, wow, what the prince wanted to do with the dead girl's body, I will leave to your imagination. What the fuck? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, in the in the Brothers Grimm version, the tale ends with the queen being forced to dance to death in red hot iron shoes. What the what? Yes. Red, red hot right, right. iron shoes? Wow. That is Oh, like my feet are hurting just thinking about that shit. Um, so okay, so from the original story, now it did say though that Disney did keep a lot of the original stories, a lot of the original elements to the story, especially about um, about the the you know about the seven dwarves and the apple and things of that nature. Um, how are you feeling about this one particularly? Uh, I mean, so. I mean, we kind of made a joke about it, but seriously, what was the prince gonna do with Snow White's body? She I mean, was dead. I mean, yeah. Was, Unless he's he, planning on taking it back to town and having like a f memorial funeral service or something of that of that nature, or to show proof that hey, here she is, I found her. You know. Well, I don't. I don't know. I mean, it, it clearly says he was carrying her back to his castle. Yeah, I, I'm uh, not, I'm, I'm not a hundred percent. I'm not a hundred percent sure. <laughs> I mean, stranger things have happened. Uh, right, I, right. <laughs> I, I do like the fact that Disney hasn't done much to to change this tale. Right. Uh, you know, from from the original, you know. Um, other than, you know, changing the queen asking for the liver and lungs to the heart, uh, and, you know, obviously not 
serving the uh, the organs for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, I mean, I mean, hell, I mean, you could have ate, ate the heart, heart of a boar. I mean, why not? You know, exactly. You know, good protein for you. <laughs> that being said, um, and again, man, it, it's crazy the way that you know they, they take the story. And they give you just enough of the original story to make it seem like, oh, I've heard this story before. And then it's like, wait, where's all the blood and guts and the necrophilia and all this extra shit that Brothers Grimm talked about in the original story? Right. Because I'm not going to lie. The witch being forced to dance to death in red hot iron shoes. I'm pretty sure Disney was like, Dad, that's too hard to animate. We'll just say that. (laughs) We'll just kill her off. I don't know. That being said, we're going to move on to the very next one, which is, uh, see, no, I think you got it. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, next, say. next up, we're going to talk about Sleeping Beauty. I, know, I think I know where this one's going already. Go ahead. Okay. So in the original Sleeping Beauty, the lovely princess is put to sleep when she pricks her finger on a spindle. She sleeps for 100 years when a prince finally arrives, kisses her, and awakens her. They fall in love, marry, and surprise, surprise, live happily ever after. Aww. But alas, the original tale is not so sweet. In fact, you have read, you have to read this to believe it. Or in this case, listen to us. Go ahead. Yes. In the original, the young woman is put to sleep because of a prophecy rather than a curse, and it is the kiss of a prince that wakes her up. The king, seeing her asleep and rather fancying having a bit, rapes her. Okay. okay. Yes. The fuck? (laughs) All right. After nine months, she gives birth to two children while she's still asleep. One of the children sucks her finger, which removes removes the piece of flax that was keeping her asleep. She wakes up to find herself raped and the mother of two children. There's not what? a happily ever after to that. What the fuck, bro? Yes. That, what the fuck? Whoa, that is way, way darker than I ever thought it was going to be. What the fuck, man? Yep, yep. So the, so she's passed out for a hundred years. And the king sees her asleep. Is like, oh yeah, she's so beautiful. Man, I've never seen a more beautiful woman in my life. I'm fixing to get me some of that. And then, while she's asleep, passed out, rapes her, gets her pregnant, and he's like, man, I don't know who you are. Them ain't my kids. You can't prove shit. God, so this is this the most fucked up story I've ever heard now. Like, let me, the story of Sleeping Beauty and, you know, everything about, you know, pricking her, you know, um, yeah, that I mean, you know, the prince, you know, happily ever after, all that good shit. Yeah, um, my 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 question is, what exactly is the prophecy here? You know, like was I, the prophecy for her to get raped and have two kids? 
That don't seem like much of a prophecy. That seems more like a that seems more like a curse than a prophecy, to be honest with you. Right. I mean uh, I don't know. Uh we would have to find the original version and actually read it. I've not read the original. Me so neither. I, I don't know. But it it's I mean it that's a dark twist to you know a Disney princess, basically. It it definitely makes you look at that movie in a completely different light now. Um, yeah, it, that whew, not even <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's not. It ain't. It ain't like remotely. I'm literally flabbergasted right now. I have no clue why. I mean, and even so, like, I mean, because I mean, the story don't even have a happy ending. She don't get up and, like, beast the shit out of the king or something? Like, I mean... Nothing, bro. Nothing, man. This this is definitely one of the dark... How is this at number six ranked? But, you know, anyway. Well, if this is ranked at number six, I, I'm really interested to see what's, what's more gruesome than that. Right. Well, let's move on to the next one. Uh, the next one is about Mr. Old Rumpelstiltskin. Okay, yeah, y'all may y'all, if you've seen the Leprechaun movies, and that's that's close, uh, but no, <laughs> I'm I'm just kidding. Shout out to Hornswoggle, um, but no, this this fairy tale is a little different from the others because rather than sanitizing the original, it was modified by the original author to make it more gruesome. Oh in wow! The, in the original tale, Rumpelstiltskin spins straw into gold for a young girl who faces death unless she could perform the feat. In return, he asks for her firstborn child. She agrees, but when the day comes to hand over the kid, she just can't do it. Rumpelstiltskin tells her that he will let her out of the bargain if she can guess his name. She overhears him singing his name by the fire, so she guesses it correctly. Rumpelstiltskin, furious, runs away, Never to be seen again. But in the updated version, things are a little bit messier. Rumpelstiltskin is so angry that she drive that he drives his right foot deep into the ground. He then grabs his left leg and rips himself in half. Needless to say, this kills him. What the shit? <laughs> I don't so I don't remember that in in the no, story. No, I me neither. Like I mean he, she guesses his name and he runs away. Like that part I I never knew about this more gruesome updated version of the story. No. Of him getting angry to the point where he drove he drives his right foot in the ground grabs his left leg and by the, by his own strength like no like you know cuz you know how like like you can like pull your own arm and it, it, the body's like resistant to it and things of that nature like you grab your own damn leg and you rip yourself in half what the fuck how like even me thinking about it in a logical way that ain't Physically, pot. I mean, then again, this is a story, so I guess anything's possible in the world of make believe. But how? Like, this doesn't make any sense. 
no, it, it doesn't. But I mean, that's why it's called a fairy tale. Yeah, it, it's so, so. Do you remember? Uh, I can't remember the exact. Um, there was a movie that was made. It was a it was a horror movie. Uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Uh, do you remember? Uh, I think it was called Rump or uh, Rumple. Uh, hold on. Yeah, there was a film. There was a film adaptation. It was a night. It was a 1995 movie. Um, and it it was in the 14. It, it, the plot is in the 1400s. Rumpelstiltskin is imprisoned inside a small jade figurine, and in modern day Los Angeles, the recently widowed wife of a police officer with a baby in tow finds her way into a witch's shop and purchases this certain figurine, resulting in the crackling beast or the cackling beast being freed and demanding possession of the baby. Okay. And I, the, I, and the, do you, do you remember this at all? It, it was released back in November of 95. I don't remember. I, I, okay. So I remember seeing the, the cover from when I worked at the video store. Yeah. But the, the tagline was I, when the fairy, yeah. The tagline was when the fairy tale ends, the nightmare begins. Yeah. But I don't remember, um, ever watching this i remember watching it um it was it was not good uh, I'll, I'll tell you real quick all movie all movie.com uh, wrote this groan inducing would be a camp uh, of a movie boasts some good makeup job by kevin uh jaeger but is still easily the worst of the 90s crop of of fairy tale horrors uh joeblow.com's uh arrow in the head review the movie in 2019 uh stated that listen rumpelstiltskin is no award-winning all we all understand is no award winner we all understand this however the movie is so it, the movie is such better than the 10 percent box office return that it suffered from like it's funny it's fast it's gory and knowingly pokes fun of itself as nothing more than just a dark fairy tale, in a sense, like a horror comedy, in a sense, because the budget for the movie was three million dollars, but it only made like three hundred and six thousand at the box office. Yeah, I yeah. figured that that would be making much money. No, it, it it didn't. It was matter of fact, it was probably one of the it was one of the worst movies of. 1995 um yeah so that being said though of course you know the origin of the story and things of that nature the, I mean, right just, whew, just ripping yourself in half just because you know she didn't want to give you the baby or she said your name like okay that being said let's move on to the next one you got it i do we all know the story of goldilocks and three bears absolutely you know, mama bear baby bear papa bear Goldilocks comes in, eats the porridge, sleeps in the bed, sits in the chairs, right? So, in this heartwarming tale, we hear of a pretty little Goldilocks who finds the house of the three bears. She sneaks inside, eats their food, sits in their chairs, and finally falls asleep on the bed of the littlest bear. When the bears return home, they find her asleep. She awakens and escapes out the window in terror. The original tale, which 
actually only dates back to 1837, has two possible variations. Okay. In the first, the bears find Goldilocks and rip her apart and eat her. That's that's logical. In the second, Goldilocks is actually an old hag who, like the sanitized version, jumps out of a window when the bears wake her up. The story ends by telling us that she either broke her neck in the fall or was arrested for vagrancy and sent to the House of Correction. Huh. <laughs> arrested for vagrancy. Like the bears had enough sense to call 911. Like, really? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, like these are bears, okay? And, and granted, like I know it's a fairy tale, but I mean, who are you calling? The Sheriff of Nottingham? Like, I mean, what the fuck? No, like, I mean... And that's the story that you you hear a lot of, um, you know, you know. Oh, this this be- this this chair is too big. Oh, this chair is too is too small. This chair is just right. Or man, this porridge is too hot. Oh, this porridge is too cold. This is just right. You would think if the porridges are out at the same time, they'd all be the same equal temperature. But whatever, you it's your story. Think so. Um, you know. You know, oh, this bed's too firm. Oh, this bed's too soft. Oh, this bed's just right. Oh, okay. My my question, like, okay, like if Golden Lock's going through the woods and finds the 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 the, the house that the bears are living in, which would be a cave, but that's neither here nor there. You know, but yeah, I mean, eating all the food. I mean, would you just walk up to some rain? Like, if you were just walking down a street and you just seen a house, like, hmm, I'm gonna go in that house and chill for a little bit. You walk in the house. Oh man, oh man, he got some leftover. Uh, pizza hell yeah i'm gonna eat some of this pizza oh he got ice cream in the freezer hell yeah i'm gonna sit down right here i'm gonna sit in this big ass lazy boy and don't feel good i'm gonna sit on the couch now i don't like that i love seat there you go i'm gonna sit this right here flip it through the tv watching on tv kick my feet up on the coffee table all right yeah i think i'm gonna go take me a nap you go upstairs you find three beds one's hard one's soft one's just right and then you and then this person comes home they walk in they look at all the shit that's going on in the house. Somebody's been in the refrigerator. Someone's sitting on the couch. Hold on. Oh, shit. You better leave the house. You finna get your head blown off. <laughs> you right. know, maybe this story is a story of, hey, maybe you shouldn't go into people's houses uninvited. Maybe that's the maybe that's the lesson of the story. I'm not sure. How are you feeling? <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> it, it the, the definite moral of the story is, don't go, don't trespass in somebody else's house. Right. right. Yeah. And trust, because look, man, we, li- we live in uh, Tennessee and Georgia. People down here don't call 911. <laughs> nope. They call the they, morgue. They, oh, they call the morgue. They call the high, well, they call you an ambulance. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I'm, was, I think Jeff Foxworthy said the joke a long time ago. Um, he goes, he goes, he goes, here's the thing. You'd rather be shot. I think you would rather be dealing with me than dealing with my wife. Here's the reason why. If you break into my house, I will shoot you. But if my, but if you break into the house and my wife shoots you, you're going to have to hear it for the next 20 minutes while she shot you. Yep. <laughs> what would you rather deal with? <laughs> like, uh, it's like, all right, I'm going to shoot you in it. No, thanks. I'll just die. <laughs> I don't need a lecture before going to the pearly gates. Then again, if you break into that per- that house, you ain't going to no pearly gates. But that's a different story. I don't I, I, I don't know your spirituality. That being said, though, let's move on to the next one. Um, Hansel and Gretel. 
Hansel? Anyway. All right. <laughs> Hansel, Hansel. Hansel, Hansel. Anyway, that's uh, it's an old Bugs Bunny uh, joke from back in the day. Anyway, um, so, like I said, Hansel and Gretel. In the, wild, in the widely known version of Hansel and Gretel, we hear of the two little children who, who become lost in the forest, eventually finding their way to a gingerbread house that belonged to a wicked witch. The children end up enslaved for a, for a time as the witch prepares to eat them. They figure their way out and throw the witch in a fire and escape. Now, in an earlier French version of this tale called The Lost Children which is also the name of an EP by the band Disturbed, but we'll talk about that later. Instead of a witch, we have the devil. Now, the wicked old devil is tricked by the children, in which, in much the same way as Hansel and Gretel, but he works it out and puts together a sawhorse to put one of the children on, on to bleed, that isn't an error. He really does try to make one of them bleed. The children pretend not to know how to get the get on the sawhorse. So the devil's wife demonstrates. While she's laying there, while she's laying down, the children slit her throat and escape. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit more morbid than I thought it was going to be. Um, which, uh, I mean, this. It like, how can we make the devil not the devil? Like, okay, yeah, you know, cause, you know, yeah, you, you, you know, but I mean, the story. Have you? Did, and they made another modern version of this story as well, didn't they? Uh, Hansel and Gretel. Um, uh, Jer- was Jeremy Renner in that movie? I can't remember. Yeah, Jeremy Renner was in it. Yeah, I, I know um, what you're talking about. Yeah, that was more of like a modern take on the story. Um, of course, they didn't. I don't think they ever went to a gingerbread house. Um, but how are you feeling about this one? Knowing the original story, uh, <laughs> about mean, the devil. Yeah, so the wicked old devil being, tricked by the children, <laughs> right? Like, how, first of all, how do you trick the devil into putting his wife on this sawhorse? Right. Yeah, they. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, I guess it could be done. Yeah, I mean, it's it's plausible. I mean, not. I mean, there's no denying. I mean, it's plausible. But even still, though, I mean, the, the original, the, the origin of the story, like, I mean, you you figured. See, I was of the mindset that you know, oh, the witch does eat the children. You know, like that was. I mean, when I, when I was thinking of the original, right? Like, what could the original origin of the story be? But no, it it isn't it at all. Um, in fact, it's a little bit. It's not as disturbing as I thought it was going to be, to be completely honest with you. Um, it, no, it's it just, it definitely just, it just, not. I was going to say it's definitely not as disturbing as the king raping Sleeping Beauty, but right. That's yeah. That not not yeah. I would I would definitely have that one way over above this one. Um, that being said, though, let's move on to the next one. You got this one. I do. Next up, we're going to talk about Rapunzel. <laughs> Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hat. Yes. Uh, so this German tale has become the subject of many or of much fascination and parody over the years. With the idiom Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair, 
becoming all too memorable. In the grim version, the happy couple, however, had to endure many more trials and tribulations than is initially apparent. For they were only reunited after Rapunzel, Rapunzel had been cast out, pregnant and alone, into the wilderness by the irate rich, uh, irate witch. Sorry. Uh, while the prince was blinded after falling from the tower and into the thorny brambles below. Ouch. Yes. Uh, so, I mean, that's pretty morbid as it is. Right. However, there's an even older version that was written around, uh, around 1600 by an Italian writer named, uh, I'm sure I'm going to butcher this, but I'm going to go with Giambattista Basili. Okay. In this version, Rapunzel is sold to an ogre when she was a baby all because her mother stole some parsley from a garden. She was, she was forced to give away her firstborn child, and she was locked in a tower her entire life. This may sound familiar to fans of the Broadway musical Into the Woods. However, the original true story that inspired all of these versions of the fairy tale is the darkest one of all. Instead of an evil witch locking a beautiful girl in the tower, the captor was the girl's own father, who was so controlling over his daughter's life that it led to her death. Bro. Yes, you, you heard that right. I, I, yeah, wow. Uh, first of all, the whole thing, let, let's go back to the first paragraph and let's talk about the original I guess the origin, the Grimm version of it, because I think I think a lot we t- we talked about earlier. Brothers Grimm is probably the most known of the fairy tales uh, creators, along with Hans Christian Andersen. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but yeah, I mean, for Rapunzel to be cast out, pregnant and alone in the wilderness by the witch, while the prince is blinded, you know, and things of that like that's that that is a tra- that is more tragic than anything else. But then when you go back and you look at Bastille's. Uh, a 1600 version about Rapunzel being sold to an ogre, you know, because the mama decided to steal some parsley out the garden and is forced to be given away her unborn child. And she was locked in the tower for her entire life. And in a way I'm sitting there thinking, I'm like, wait, Shrek, like, you know, like, I mean, that's what I hear when I hear, when I hear ogre, I'm thinking Shrek, wait, is this about Shrek and Fiona? What, What the hell's going on here? You know? Um, now I've never seen the Broadway musical Into the Woods, so I can't really comment about that one uh, too much. But then when it says the original true story that inspired the versions of of the fairy tale about the girl's own father being so controlling that he locked his daughter in you know in the in, in the in the tower, and you know like wow, like I mean like I understand you know protecting your daughter and i understand trying to make sure that she's okay and she's safe and things of that nature hell i I have a daughter too but there's a difference in being protective and then being controlling if that makes sense you know well i mean there's there's a phrase called overly protective right right And, and 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 the fact that you know 
what was the father so afraid of? Was the, was the father afraid that she would become pregnant, you know, at a young age or he didn't want any, you know, no man's good enough for my little girl, you know, that whole thing, you know, which, you know, if, if you have a little girl, I'm pretty sure that's, that thoughts rent in your head a lot. Um, you know, like ain't nobody, ain't no, ain't nobody good enough. For my, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that my, I'm pretty sure that my wife's parents probably thought the same thing. Ain't no, ain't no man good enough for my, for my baby girl or whatever, you know? Right. Um, so, which I think every father, if you are the father of a little girl, you know, has that thought at some point in their lives, you know, or at least if you meet a girl, her father would have had that thought as well. Um, but even then, man, I mean, just, there's a, there's a difference in just, there's a difference in being protective and then, and controlling, you know, like this was way control. You lock your daughter in a tower. Like really? (laughs) What do you, what what, what are your, what are your thoughts so far? I I mean, it's definitely like, so if we were just going with the, the original true story that all of the fairy tales were based off of, that's really, (laughs) really dark that, that, you would be so overprotective of your daughter that you lock her in a tower and, and she dies in that tower alone. Like that's, that's morbid, right? Very, very morbid. Um, You know, and then you, you, you have the, the 1600s version where the, the mom, you know, steals some parsley and, has to give her baby to an ogre and you know then the ogre locks her in the tower for her entire life um that's not as gruesome i don't think um now the the german version or the the grim version i'm sorry uh where Rapunzel is cast out pregnant and alone and the prince has been blinded from falling into a thorn bush you know like the thorns just stuck him in the eyes as he hit this bush that's pretty morbid too right yeah that's yeah it's it's all just horrible (laughs) very 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 horrible and um Jesus I, I I don't even know where to where to go from that point. Um we go to the next one. Yeah, we go to the last one of the night. Um and it's a it's a story as old as time. It's a story that everybody knows, everybody talks about it. It's 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 the story of Cinderella. Cinderella, Cinderella. Anyway, now in the modern Cinderella fairy tale, we have a beautiful we have the beautiful Cinderella swept off her feet by the prince and her wicked stepsisters marrying two lords, with everyone living happily ever after. Yeah. Now, the fairy tale has its origins way back in the first century BC. Where, oh wow, that's a long yeah, time. There you go. Where Strabo's heroine was actually called Rhodopus, Rhodopus, not Cinderella. The story was very similar to the modern one, except for the glass slippers and the pumpkin coach. 
But lurking behind the pretty tale is a more sinister variation by the Grimm Brothers. Man, these Grimm Brothers sure do know how to take it up a notch. Yes. Now, in this version, the nasty stepsisters cut off parts of their own feet to fit them into this glass slipper, hoping to fool the prince. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Stupid. Nope. The uh, let me continue real quick. Yeah. The prince is alerted to the trickery by two pigeons who peck out the stepsisters' eyes. They end up spending the rest of their lives as blind beggars, while Cinderella gets to lounge around in luxury at the prince's castle. Yeah. In a weird way, it still has a happy ending if you think about it. <laughs> Kind of, sort of. It's, I mean, it's a morbid and disturbing and disgusting and horrific happy ending, but it's Cinderella still gets hers in the end, so it it makes sense, you know. My thought process on this is like, okay, if you know damn good and well your foot don't fit into a damn, you know, th that'd be like me going to like Foot Locker or something or Walmart or something to get me a new pair of shoes or something, and I'm like, hey, can I get a size 11 in these shoes? Uh, all we have is a size nine. Is that okay? Yeah, yeah, the size nine is fine. Do you have a bone saw back there so I can cut my damn foot in half? No, give me a size 11, you know. <laughs> so, hey, you gotta mean, really want that. Yeah, you gotta really want that pair of Air Jordans to cut your Shit, foot in I half. I, I, <laughs> hey, man, look, ain't no, ain't no pair of Air Jordans out there is worth me cutting part of my damn foot off of me to wear those bastards. I'm sorry, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't happening. That being said, though, how do you feel about this particular version of the story? Uh, <laughs> I actually find it a little funny. Uh, not, I mean, it, it it's gruesome in the sense that that these these two sisters uh are so enamored by this prince that they're willing to cut pieces of their feet off to fit into this damn glass slipper uh but what the <laughs> sorry go exactly ahead, but then, oh god but then it's like these two pigeons peck out their eyes and that's how the prince knows that they're lying uh, can you not just look down and see the bloody slipper? <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and like, say, uh, hey, uh, hey, uh, you know, uh, you, you got you got some blood in my shoe there. Um, right. I'm pretty what, sure what the girl happened? that I, I'm pretty sure the girl that I danced with last night at the ball didn't have a club foot. <laughs> like I'm pretty sure that that didn't happen. <laughs> Oh God, Nevin! This is this, yeah. this is the stupidest version of. I mean, it, it it's just stupid. Like, really? Oh my God! I I don't know, man. That one's just this. That one's just weird to me. I, I don't know. That being said, well, uh, with that being said, of the ten that we talked about just now, what do you think is? the most gruesome give me your top two my top two top two um to be completely honest with you i really don't need it i really don't need a top two there's really only just one to me that was the most fucked up out of all of them and that was the sleeping beauty story okay like to me that one was the most fucked up story out of all of them and if i if i had to pick a number two 
I I I guess I can go with uh, Rapunzel. Like maybe that, maybe Rapunzel and Sleeping Beauty would be the two that I would go with. That I was gonna say that that's my two. Uh, Rapunzel for the fact that it it was based on a true story and they turned it into a fairy tale. You know, uh, right? And this this father was so overprotective that he locked his child away in a tower and left her to die. Yeah. Um, and so then, fuck that guy, first of all. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and then, you know, Sleeping Beauty, because the king, just because he's the king, thought, well, here's this beautiful woman. I'm fixing to get me some free nanny, and I'm going to rape this woman. Then she winds up pregnant, and he... It doesn't say this, but I assume that it's like, you know, well, I don't know who in the hell that is. Those aren't my kids, you know. Right. Uh, because then I think if if he had, like, said, I know who that is and those are my kids, it would have had a more of a happy ending because then, you know, Sleeping Beauty would become the queen and her children. Uh, it doesn't say whether they were boys or girls, but they would become either the, the prince or princess of the realm. You right. Know? So exactly. that would still be kind of a suedo happy ending. Uh, and I don't, I don't think that, uh, I don't think that the, the original would want, wanted to have a happy ending <laughs> no. I, don't, I don't think uh, yeah definitely not all right so that being said ladies and gentlemen uh thank you for tuning into this episode uh yeah a lot of very interest this was a very interesting episode we learned a little bit we laughed a little bit we were disgusted by most of it but at the end of the day it was pretty interesting and hope you guys enjoyed it as well um anything you want to say before we bounce out here tonight chip as always, check out movementradio.us. That is your one-stop shop for all things Movement Radio. Absolutely. Uh, shout out to our good friend Sean Thompson at Thompson Personal Training. Go check him out on Facebook at Thompson Personal Training. Uh, all of his information is there on the website. And uh, if you if you need a good workout, go out, go and see him. Uh, boxing, strength and conditioning, cardio, even some yoga. Go check him out on Facebook at Thompson Personal Training. Shout out to Jerry and Jennifer over at the Chronic Conversation Podcast. Shout out to Andrew and Sean at the Warrior Workout Network. Twitch.tv slash Unleashed Demon. Go check out our good buddy Ivan Matez and his content. Excuse me. And as always, thank you guys. We love you guys. We have reached 17,000 downloads uh, on our various uh, episodes on the uh, on the podcast. And uh, again, man, it's all you guys. Thank you guys so much. We love you. We appreciate you guys. And we'll see you right back here next time on another episode of Movement Radio. Chip, let's hit them with the outro. Please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Check out the YouTube channel and subscribe. Click that bell to get notified of our latest videos and chance to check out movementradio.us. I'm Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. And this is Movement Radio. God's plan.